Just east of Java, in the Java Sea, is the little island of Bali. And off of Bali's coast is an island called Nusa Lembonian. Oh sure, the climate on Nusa Lembonian is similar to that of the island of Bali, though a little drier, particularly from May to September, at least according to Wikitravel. It's small, only about 8 square kilometers, and has a permanent population estimated at just 5,000 people. As you can imagine, in a place like Nusa Lembonian, the main industry is tourism. Think relaxing, surfing, sailing, and snorkeling. The waters around the island boast 247 species of coral and 562 species of reef fish. Other industries include subsistence fishing and agriculture, and there used to be a seaweed farming operation until around 2015. But tourism and pollution put a stop to that. Join me as we hop about 12 kilometers across the Badong Strait to visit this small, spectacular island called Nusa Lembonian on Canadians Away. Welcome to Canadians Away. I'm your host, Adam Rosenhart, based out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Andrew Taylor's used to living the expat life, and as someone who loves marine biology, a life on the Alberta prairie just wasn't going to cut it. Um, I'm from Alberta originally, but um, just I loved the ocean growing up, and so moved out to uh, the Gulf Islands there in BC uh, shortly after graduating, and I studied marine biology at university and then did uh, graduate studies down in Australia as um, in marine biology as well. And, and was it your intention always, do you think, to, to leave Canada to pursue your career? Um, not necessarily. Um, it, growing up, actually, uh, I lived sort of in a bit of a, um, an expat scene. My parents were uh, teachers at an international school in Kathmandu in Nepal. So um, we had our family house in uh, Alberta, but we'd be back and forth between Nepal and Alberta. And so um, ever since I was as young as I can remember, we were back and forth all over the place. So I had never really sort of confined myself to where I was going to work. It was just sort of where I found enjoyment and um, had a good community and thought there was an opportunity to, to live. Yeah, and you maybe sort of already answered this, but was it hard to leave Canada when you made the decision to study in Australia? Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, the The program I wanted to study uh, was in Australia because um, the university there, James Cook University, has a really good marine biology program. So um, I had wanted to study there oh, since I was in high school, but it was, um, yeah, so... Um, once I finally got accepted, it, it was an easy decision because that's where I'd wanted to go for a while. So, um, yeah, I didn't really uh, think of it as a, a hard move at all. And, um, yeah, parents and my sister and friends are just a phone call away. And um, it's pretty easy to move about in the world these days. Yeah, we're pretty fortunate that we don't have to you know, that we have the technology that allows us to communicate with people easily like you and I are doing right now. What, um, what made you pick Bali as a place to sort of 
I don't want to say settle down, but but what made you decide to be there right now at this point in your life? Um, oh, so I had done my uh, master's thesis research in, in Indonesia, looking at um, coral reefs. And so I'd spent a lot of time in Indonesia throughout university and um, just as traveling around. So I really liked that area. Um, but actually, it wasn't really my first choice. Um, I had been working out on Vancouver Island and um, for an environmental consulting company there and decided that I want to um, make the move of starting up my own company and starting up a dive center. So where I actually wanted to move to was um, Mexico. And so I had gone down and looked at some places and um, decided on a place. But um, my um, partner and the, um, my best friend, who was going to be my business partner, um, both of them weren't really keen on Mexico and were more keen on Bali. So I thought, well, uh, let's go out to Bali and let's check it out and see what sort of opportunities are there. And if there's something good, if so, then um, we'll start up there. If not, well, then there's other places in this world we can start up. So it was kind of um, just to suss it out, I guess, um, which made me move to Bali. And, and then once we, um, once we were um, there and we kind of explored around and looked for a good spot to start up a dive center, uh, I came across a new Lombongan and it seemed like a good spot. And what was your, your first impression when you arrived there? Like, was it, uh, what were you expecting in Bali? Um, well, I, I had spent a lot of time there, um, before. So I already knew people who lived there. Like one of, um, uh, one of my close friends, uh, she owned a dive center on a neighboring Island already. And, um, yeah, I had quite a few friends that lived in Bali, either owned businesses or worked there. So I kind of um, already had a bit of a community. So in terms of um, starting out with it, um, making new friends, it was quite easily easy because um, uh, visiting friends, you'd already sort of start with that social network. Um, and then to start a business um, since friends had already navigated that path, it was relatively um, I'm not going to say easy because um, obviously it's not easy to start a business in a in a different country, but um, we at least had some heads up and recommendations on lawyers to use and the process to, in which to navigate it. Um, so it was um, easier. Yeah, no question. Um, what are some of the differences, I guess, between uh, the people in Bali and Canadians? You, you know, you mentioned it's a little bit more complicated to start up a business there, but what are, what are folks like, uh, compared to Canadians, I guess? Um, I, I see a lot of similarities everywhere in the world and it might be because I'm uh, sort of working and involved in the tourism industry. So it's most, um, so it's people from all over the world, which on a day to day basis I'm dealing with. And so, um, you end up just seeing, People are listening to the same music. People are um, wearing similar styles of clothing, talking about similar things. Um, uh, the same Facebook posts come up on everyone's news feed. So um, topics of conversation, um, whether you're here in Canada or on the beach in Indonesia or whatnot, um, it seems to be pretty similar. So I end up seeing a lot more similarities than differences. Um, but um, obviously... Uh, from a cultural aspect, there's um, yeah some things you have to be a little bit more sensitive um, in terms of topics of conversation and 
um, the way of behaving yourself, um, just maybe that you wouldn't necessarily, um, things you wouldn't necessarily do here in Canada that um, you wouldn't do there or you would, hmm. vice versa. What, what are some of those, uh, some of those customs that we w- would maybe not think about immediately uh, if we were visiting Bali that um, the Canadians might need to get used to? There in Bali, I, I drive around a lot for um, like for work because I need to be picking up stuff for the business and whatnot. So um, driving is the main thing I find different between Indonesia, Bali, and Canada. Um, it seems like here in Canada, there's a lot more um, people follow road rules and um, stick to their side of the road and will stop for pedestrians and whatnot, whereas um, driving in Bali on the roads, anything goes. So um, people leap out in front of you in traffic, or um, if you start walking across the road, cars aren't going to stop for you. Um, generally, cars drive on the left side of the road, but it isn't necessarily what happens most of the time. Um, and there, um, yeah, there's just a, a lot less personal space, um, both uh, when you're walking down the street, but also um, driving as well. So, uh, yeah, driving I find has a major difference. Um, as far as uh, as far as driving mm-hmm. goes, have you adapted your driving style to to more the Bali way of life, so that when you come home to Canada, no one wants you to be driving their car? Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't I don't think seem to think so. I seem to think that I um, uh, I can adapt pretty easily, but my um, my sister just got a a new forerunner that she doesn't seem to want to let me drive because she seems convinced that I'm going to drive it like a Balinese. Um, <laughs> so, but no, it, it takes a little bit of, um, uh, I, yeah, as I'm driving here in Canada, I just have to remind myself, okay, stay on the right side of the road. Um, yeah. Um, all the road rules, those, those sort of things. So it takes a few moments just to turn your brain back to whether you're driving here in Canada or in Australia or Europe or um, in Bali. So um, the few first few moments is always just kind of closing your eyes and reminding yourself of some of the road rules. And then it comes back pretty easily. Just don't close your eyes for too long, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so how long have you been living in Bali and, and would you describe it now for you as like, as home? Um, so I've been out there for nine and a half years. Um, and yeah, it's, it's for sure home. That's where, um, I guess, uh, that's where I leave my skis. Uh, so that's, um, when I, <laughs> when I first started taking all of my stuff and leaving it in Bali and uh, leaving it. And having that as a home base and traveling on, I guess, um, uh, return flights from Bali to Canada and back, uh, that became sort of how, when I started recognizing it as home. Um, and yeah, like I, I don't have a Indonesian passport. I still travel on a Canadian passport. So um, Canada is always um, home sort of in my heart and where I, I feel as home is always um, Canada because um, my mom is here. My um, that's where my passport is. But uh, definitely, when I'm thinking about um, like my house or uh, my home base, then Bali is for sure that. Yeah. What about things that you miss about Canada? Not not just friends and family, of course, but like some of the creature comforts, perhaps, or 
or little proclivities that you had in Canada that you might not have access to in Bali? What are some of those things? Oh, I think the the main thing I miss uh, most about Canada is the lifestyle that um, uh, outdoor kind of um, in the summer going out camping or canoeing or um, just going for a hike in nature and the air being so fresh and clean and just being able to, um, yeah, just uh, go to a river and drink from a stream or um, go biking around or in the winter go skiing and just that sort of outdoorsy lifestyle. Um, and in Bali, yeah, there is um, activities to do all the time. Like I, I own a dive center, so I'm doing um, activities outside, but it, it's, it's in a different capacity. The, um, yeah, Canada is just that crisp, rugged nature, whereas um, in Bali, it's um, more urban, more um, uh, not as fresh air and um, being in tropical, it's um, muggy and humid. And uh, so it doesn't really feel as invigorating when you're out for a hike or whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I guess it would be lifestyle wise, which is the main thing that I miss, uh, in addition to, of course, family and friends. You know, that's really interesting you'd say that because <clears throat> there was someone that I interviewed a few weeks ago who is in the United Kingdom, and she mentioned cool, crisp air as well. And it's something that never occurred to me. Like, I, I certainly feel it when I step outside, but but um, I, my assumption would be a place like Bali, it would be crisp air in a different way. But I guess what you're saying is that the heat and humidity eliminates the crispiness. Is that fair to say? like the humidity and the mugginess um like i i live on a small island so the air is um a lot less polluted than like mainland bali um but they, we still have the issues of um everyone burning their plastic and garbage and um like um pollution is issues that are rampant there in indonesia and other sort of um countries of the region mm -hmm. so um I, it's yeah Canada just seems like such a pristine natural place and that you feel it in the air you feel it um, outside when in comparison to um, so many countries it's definitely the first thing I notice and um, when you step off the plane in Vancouver and it's it, it's sort of yeah almost um, what everyone says when they talk about coming to to Canada is as soon as you step off the plane or you step out is the fresh air that kind of hits you in the face yeah, that's incredible. You mentioned the the burning garbage thing. What's the view of the Balinese on issues like climate change? Is that on people's radar very much? It, it's it, it is definitely changing. Um, there there has been huge issues with uh, pollution and plastic and um, uh, environmental degradation, obviously in, in Indonesia um, and uh, that whole region of the of the world um, over the last few years. Um, but uh, it's started to really impact tourism um, and Bali is their in their economy is pretty much 100% tourism based. Um, and so uh, over the last, I'd say about two years, um, the Bali government has really sort of stepped in and um, tried to deal with the plastic and uh, water pollution and waste management issues that are um, there on the island. So, this year there's been a plastic bag and plastic straw ban um, on the island that I live on. Um, there's a, a equivalent to $100 fine for any business that um, 
gives out plastic bags um, if they're selling um, products or whatnot. Um, so there is starting to be that um, a, a shift in um, government policy towards being more environmentally re- responsible. Um, and you're starting to see it with the local community as well that um, um, people are trying to reduce their wastes and trying to reduce their their garbage um, because so for so many years um, they've just thrown their plastic or burnt the garbage and out of sight, out of mind with no sort of uh, long-term con- consequence um, thoughts. So yeah, there definitely is a shift towards a more um, environmentally um, conscious outlook. And that I think has definitely come because of um, uh, because it's a tourism area. There's such an international um, group of uh, people coming and going from Bali. So um, it, it's uh if it isn't like if there is a lot of pollution, um, then negative reviews get put on TripAdvisor. Um, the negative um, environmental um, uh, p- uh, papers are written or um, articles written, and that affects tourism in a negative manner. So, uh, therefore, the um, businesses and government and everyone wants to actually uh, make sure that it's kept in a clean state. Yeah. Has has the, that sort of climate change concern, um, attitudes about pollution and that, and regulation and stuff, actually had a material impact on the business that you're running in Bali? Um, well, because uh, so for the for the dive shop, I think um, it, divers. It seems like because um, it, like it's nature based tourism. People come out because they want to go um, see. Um, uh, tropical fish, see the coral reefs, see manta rays, sharks, that kind of stuff. So the um, tourists that are coming to our business are um, wanting to see natural. Uh, they already have, uh, uh, they already value nature because um, they're coming for nature-based tourism. Um, so um, it, it seems like there's a, a big drive from the guests that we get that really want to be making sure that um, the restaurants they eat at aren't um, using excessive packaging and using plastic straws and are um, having a low impact on the environment. So um, because it's being, uh, it seems to be pushed from the guests, like that's what they're looking for. Um, that's obviously what we want to offer as well. And it seems like that's um, most of the dive centers on the island are also um, trying to sort of um, lead their efforts in uh, in recycling and reducing their impact. Um, over the last couple of years, uh, 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 the reefs have started to um, see increased degradation, and so. Um, that's why I've started up the conservation organization as a branch of our dive center. Um, it just seemed to be the time that it was needed. And um, since that is what my background is in, I thought, well, um, I'm in a, in a position that I can do this. And um, yeah, I think a lot of guests enjoy getting involved in some of the coral restoration, some of the reef health monitoring aspects of, um, of what we're doing in the conservation side. And it spills over. Um, on the dive shop side. So, yeah, I think, um, um, like, yeah, we've all, we've always um, tried to strive to be um, as environmentally conscious as possible, um, obviously, because my background is as a um, marine biologist, and um, I 
uh, obviously then want to make sure that the policies that our company has is um, environmentally responsible. Um, and it, that's what um, generally tourists and guests who are going for a nature-based company are looking for as well. So um, it kind of works out or it aligns at least. Yeah, totally. Um, you've been there for nine and a half years. It's and you you think Bali's where home is because that's where you keep your skis. Have you ever had thoughts about moving back to Canada at all? Um, <clears throat> well, when I first moved to Bali, I just went on a leave of absence. Um, so um, I, uh, I worked for an environmental consulting company in uh, Vancouver Island, and so uh, I. I was, it was always the idea that I was going to live six months in Bali and then come back and um, uh, work at my previous job, my old job for six months at a time and go back and forth, back and forth. And in my head, I would still um, like to do that. But I guess it's nine and a half years later now. And um, I've just by default, I guess, based myself more in Bali. So um, it would be nice to eventually live a few months of the year in Canada. Um, and, but uh, yeah, I don't have any near future plans to move on a permanent basis or anything. But um, at the moment, I, I try and spend a couple months of the year anyways in Canada visiting my nephews. I come out for a month in the summer and go camping with them and a month in the winter and go skiing. And uh, then here and there, if there's other stuff going on. That's great. That's awesome. What um, advice do you have for other people who might be considering uh, taking an opportunity to move abroad? Well, I, uh, a lot of people uh, seem to think that um, moving to the other side of the world is so far away and so far away from people and um, family and friends, but it really isn't. Like when I was living in Port Hardy on Vancouver Island, um, less people came to visit me there then people come um, come to visit me in Bali. In Bali, it seems like every couple of weeks, somebody is visiting a family friend or family member or uh, friends from high school or university or friends of friends. It, it, it's just constant visitors coming. Um, and so I actually feel more social living on the other side of the, uh, the world than when I lived here in Canada. Um, and from Port Hardy, where I lived in Vancouver Island, to visit my sister or my mom in Alberta, it was 18-hour drive by the time you drive down Vancouver Island, take the ferry across, drive across the Rockies. And really, it's 18-hour flight to get to Bali. So it's about the same. Well, I, I'll tell you what, if uh, my wife and I have been talking about visiting uh, Bali one day, so if we're ever there, we will absolutely look you up. Um, but in order to do that, I need to know what the name of your company is and uh, what island or town in Bali are you living in? Okay, yeah. Um, so Blue Corner Dive is the name of the dive center. And definitely, um, yeah, come out and stay with us. We've got some bungalows and a little beach bar there as well. My sister and um, uh, brother-in-law and my nephews were just out a few months ago. And my nephews just hung out in the pool all day from sunrise until... 11 o'clock at night every day, ordering food right into the pool. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's a good place for families to hang out um, and everyone to hang out. Um, so it's um, our main dive center and resort is on the island of Nusa Lambongan, which is 
it's about 25 minutes uh, from mainland Bali. Um, and then recently, well, I guess not so recently, two years ago, uh, we started up another dive center uh, on Nusa Penida, which is uh, a neighboring island as well, which is becoming uh, really popular uh, with tourism now. It's um, one of Bali's new top destinations. Uh, so yeah, we've got a couple dive centers now. And that's the end of Season 2, Episode 3 of Canadians Away. Thanks so much to Andrew Taylor for speaking with me today. You can check out Andrew's Blue Corner Dive company at bluecornerdive.com the next time you're in Bali. Canadians Away is hosted by me, Adam Rosenhart, and produced by Julie Elford. If there are other Canadians living or who have lived abroad that you think have a story to share, have them email us at info at canadiansaway.ca or send us an email yourself and let's keep building this global network of Canadians living abroad. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Canadians Away on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever pods are cast. If you're new to the show or a listener of the previous iteration, The Expats, please leave us a review. You can say nice things about us or ask us a question that we may answer on a future show. Follow and like us on both Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Canadians Away. And you can find us on Twitter at Canadians Pod. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll hear from another Canadian living abroad in a couple of weeks. Bye.